On today's episode, Dave interviews actress Beth Lackey. Beth has appeared on Work It and Happy Hour. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. I'm surprised you all haven't. No, no. So, uh, you know, the dog just sharted on the floor. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, it was just such a great, it was like, oh, he farted. And it was like, no, wait a minute. There's, um,. There's something happening there. It's going to happen to all of you. I know. While I'm here, I'm no, sorry. I'm, I'm very powerful. Why wouldn't? Oh, oh, you are. You so have what the I ability. Do, it's what I do to oh men. My God, that the is males a, of all species, actually. So, usually the dogs go first. That's a. Uh, <laughs> that's that's an awesome superpower. Yeah, I will shut down your bodily functions. <laughs> that shut it down. You <laughs> no, actually, make, I, <laughs> you will make things happen that's like uh, that normally we're in control of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, what I really so that so that was I don't know. Well, one of the things was you got here early, mm-hmm. right? And because yeah, whatever exactly you got here early, and in your getting here early, it was like, oh, okay, Beth's here, she's here early, um, and we have some time, and then we took the time. The time filled itself up with you know cleaning up the dog, mm-hmm. literally cleaning, like literally taking care, everything, and then and the. Okay, you're you're a, you're a mother. You have a child mm-hmm. uh, who's that is in true. college now. Your fact checking is correct. Uh, there's some something that happens where someone or something that you love is in crisis, mm-hmm. and the moment that they're in crisis, it, you turn into or one would turn into mm-hmm. be in reception of that crisis mm-hmm. to. To work something out with that, right? Mm-hmm. So when the dog shit the floor, your first thing is you do is you go, okay, what has to happen right now in mm-hmm. order for this to be rectified? Mm-hmm. It's not the idea of, oh my god, that happened. That just happened. What am I going to do mm-hmm. about it? What am I going to do about it? What am I going to do? So you look and you go, what am I going to do about it right now? I'm going to do something about it right now. This may or may not work, but I'm going to deal with it right now. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And you've had those things in your life, where in you know the conversation that we had mm-hmm. at the party that we went to. The, the experience that you had mm-hmm. going to college, mm-hmm. you know? So in those moments, what do you, what, have you always jumped in? I have, you know, I, I was talking about this today um, with a friend too, so apparently I would like to talk about it twice. Uh-huh. Um, just that, I don't know if it was a survival mechanism or stupidity or, but you go into, this is what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like in that moment with Boyd, mm-hmm. this is just what needs to happen. Right. So in all other situations, you can be spiraling out, thinking, spend time in your brain. But when an actual crisis comes in, right. you just, something takes over and you're like, I will now, like a robot, I will now take the jog. I will now move the bed. I will, you know, and so for me, right. <laughs> whereas I, I have now started to freeze because I, something has happened to me t- too where I am now getting out of everyone's way. Mm-hmm. So what I just did too is I got out of your way right. because something has happened for me as an adult where I realize it really is up to the individual to mm-hmm. solve their own crises. And I think it started for me when I was 18, <clears throat> which we talked about the other night. I was a Catholic school girl who went off to college, had no idea what I, I mean, I really literally had no idea. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I could get pregnant. <laughs> anyway... Um, <clears throat> And so, and then there I was pregnant. Right. And so you just go into, there's a lot of denial, and then there's a lot of, 
This is what needs to happen. Are you in denial more than you've been then or less than you've been then? Do you understand the idea? What I mean is, is the idea of when, you, when something comes up nowadays, do you go, well, I can put that off, or do you jump into it? Jump into the Well, subject. I think now, which I don't think necessarily would have served me as a young parent, mm -hmm. but now I'm taking more in. I'm not making decisions as... I'm thinking things through. I mean, right. if, it's a mo if it's a moment of crises, then you, you have to just react. But, you, but when it's... Mm -hmm, go on. No, you go ahead. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm a, a, a fight about <laughs> I actually that. did not know what I was going to say, so <laughs> no, it's very uh, helpful. Yeah, no, if you, ever, okay, if you so catch I'm, I'm me here, if I'm... <laughs> I'm here to help you with that. Um, because what you said, we, 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 we use the word crises or crisis. Mm -hmm. is, there, is there such a thing? Because hmm. very often something will happen where you go, this is a crisis. Right. And that doesn't help anything. Correct. The identification of something as a crisis doesn't help the crisis. No. So when Boyd charted right. on the carpet. Every time you say it like that, though, it, it sounds like a fun. I know, like, like, that was hilarious. You remember when the shark really happened? He sharted. But it was. But it, looking at it now, we both we, we were all going, oh, he farted. And then it was like, no, there's there's an act two of that. Right. And I literally. It was my favorite part to the right? denouement. It's an act and now, two. <laughs> right. And now he's just back and on number, the rug. Act two entitled number two. And it was. So at that moment, I could say. Um, at that moment, I could say, oh my God, what do we do? That crisis, there's a crisis. He shit the floor, right. whatever it was going to be. He shit the rug, he shit the bed, right. whatever it's going to be. And I, to identify it as a crisis doesn't help anything. No, correct. Right. And I just had, it's funny now as an adult, I mean, I guess I was forced into adulthood at 18, but mm -hmm. now I have a dog, I have a puppy. Right. And you would think the way that I'm acting is this, as if I never raised a child, mm -hmm. did not feed him, educate mm -hmm. him, send him off to college <laughs> successfully. I mean, because Ollie, my dog, we, I, the other night, or about a month ago, it wasn't the other night. Again, time, I'm very present, I'm in the moment. Um, about a month ago, the lights were dim, and I was just relaxing at the end of a long day, and he's curious, and he you know, was looking at a little. I thought was a moth. It turned out to be a bee mm -hmm. that stung. Because the lights were dim, I didn't notice until five, ten minutes later that his entire face had swollen to the size of. I was like, "Oh, little olive, do you want me to?" I look up, and it was like a. It, I can't even. I'll show you the pictures, which won't do anything for the podcast. It was as if his head had swollen up three times the size mm -hmm. his little muzzle, and I was like, "What's up?" And I'm running with him down the steps, and I, as I ran down, because I had let him outside, as I ran down, he's vomiting, there's vomit. Right. And I call my, his throat, and the drive to the emergency vet, like, mm -hmm. I'm literally shaking him awake, saying, right. stay with me, right. Ollie. Right. You know, stay right. with me, like, uh, you know, <laughs> not letting him fall asleep. I right. mean, my level of terror with a six-month-old puppy at the age I am was completely different than almost every, there's some, I don't, I don't, again, this is why I keep going back to my youth. I think it was the only time I could have been a parent. It makes absolutely no sense. It was the only time what? I could have been a parent. Mm -hmm. Was being young enough to not know every terrible thing that could have happened to right. my child. Do you understand? Oh, wait, I totally understand <laughs> that. But it's also, I, I, it also has to do, it also has to do with the, the reason, uh, you're an actor. And you don't know what's going to happen next. Right. All that you know is what you're doing right now. Right. And you do 
a lot of plays. Mm -hmm. Is that right? I do. You do a lot of plays. Mm -hmm. And in that way, there's also you being in the moment of the play, being in the moment, experiencing right. that, which you don't experience when you're doing a movie. When you're doing a movie or a television commercial or, or, mm -hmm. or, or a TV series. Whereas when you're doing a TV series, it's like, okay, we're going to do this right now. You're going to be done mm -hmm. with it. As opposed to you going, here's the present moment. I am going to deal with that thing mm -hmm. at that moment. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. And I think, though, too, what's, what's unusual for me the difference between doing a play and then living life that way, too, is a play, I'm constantly with the audience and the people on stage. Right. So it never feels like I'm alone. So in each moment, I'm actually figuring out what to do in that moment by my participation with the audience with the other people on stage. And, and you're saying that that's different than being in real life? Well, or, or outside I'm a very lonely person, <laughs> so in real life, there is you no walk one. walk around No, I'm actually am isolated. I don't. This is the most interaction I've had, you know. But I, no, and, but then in real life, again, well, I think we're talking, I guess I'm saying it with being a parent. With mm -hmm. being a parent for me, it felt like a it, isolating it, it felt as if I was floating on my own. Got it. Because uh, you're also a single parent. Correct. And you're a single parent with your, with, okay, you're, you're a single parent and you're an actor. Yes. And you're an, so a I'm single an parent. idiot. What's, <laughs> <laughs> check, idiot, check, so <laughs> doubly stupid, check. And an actor, <laughs> and so it's not like you can just open up the want ads and get a job. No. Right. So no. in that way, you you could see yourself, and you did see yourself as being alone. Right. Because you're like, I don't, I, right. I don't know what to do here. Right. And I also had, you know, I had a lot of help from my family. Right. But it's still was ultimately up to me. And so also being an actor, going to the school that I did where you could get cut from the first two years of the program right. to DePaul. DePaul. And then DePaul. and then so everything We're not gonna <laughs> I owe them ten thousand dollars. <laughs> um because uh, they don't want to take credit for me. Um I uh going to that school and then coming out here and making a living out here again it felt when I couldn't have done any of it without help, again, it always felt like this is on you. Right. If, you if your child wants to eat, <laughs> I mean, he does. If he get, actually gets to, it's going to be on you to, to feed him. It's going to be. Right. So in that way, yes, it did feel like it was, it was for just me to do. You, but you, you survived. And not only right. did you survive, you thrived. Well, thank you. Did, but, you know, it's not like I'm interviewing you while, you know, and there's somebody saying, Beth, the, you know, the fries are up. Why don't you come, you know, we're here in my house and you're <laughs> right, working. Right, because what day is it? Because that's usually just Monday, <laughs> exactly. Mondays, Fridays, and right, Saturdays. Exactly. So. No, but you're here right now and you're Correct. in L.A. because you are working or work, we're working or about to be working. Correct. Right? Thank you. So all those things are happening and those things are happening because you, dis you, decided, were compelled to, put yourself in the corner up, having had right. no choice to, pursue that and make that work for you. Yes. And there, there, wasn't, any, there wasn't ever a time where, there wasn't a point, obviously, because you're here, where you go, I give up. No. No, or if there is that moment, I go, but I can't. You know, like where you go, I want, there's always the I want to give up. Right. Not always. Is it I want to give up or I think I'm going to give up? Uh... 
I guess I do see the difference. Yeah. I think it's um I think I'm going to give up. Yes. Because I think I'm going to give up is 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 a couple steps away You're from absolutely correct. that uh, I'm giving up. Yes. Uh, I think I'm going to give up because the, whenever you put that word think in there, mm -hmm. it's like, well, I'm going to take the moment when I have a chance to dwell upon that. But in the meantime, I'm not giving up. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> well, you know, what I always laugh at is I'm laughing at myself going, you know you're not going to. Right. So go ahead and have the afternoon. It you know, go ahead and have the afternoon, lie in your bed, close right. the shades, but you know. And also because you get to a certain age and you realize, well, you never have. You never have what? Given up. No. And every, you know, I've never given up to the point, you know, with this puppy, the first month he had like little bouts of aggression, you mm -hmm. know, before I beat it out of him. I'm right. kidding, right. I love my dog. Before I trained him. Right. Um, and I had a brother say, so you have to take him back. You have to take him back. Wow, wow, And wow, I was wow. like, I, have you met me? Right, right. <laughs> You've right. known me for, have you met me? You right. think I'm gonna take a dog back? Like, How do you take a dog? I guess people, people do take dogs back. I guess. <laughs> they do. They. I judge them. You can I tell by the tone of I my guess. voice. Why would you do that? I guess if, um, if you I mean, call if, yourself a human. If you if it bit your baby, <laughs> you'd have to Even take it them, back. Even them, what did the baby do to exactly, ask for? Exactly. I'd take the baby back I know, before I'd, I take the dog right? back. Dog doesn't know any better. A baby. Um, baby knows. So you're you're about to move out. You're you're going to move out here? I am. It's so From Chicago. Yeah. Chicago, it's you know, it's like the ma. It keeps pulling you back in. So right. every time I Say, like, I packed up the car and Ollie and I said goodbye to everybody right. and, you know, see you. And, and then now I'm doing a play there in the spring. At, um, at Looking Glass. At Looking Glass uh -huh. and, and uh, working on um, a little film there in December. I didn't mean to say little film. I'm sorry, Jack Newell. It's a big film, little part, you know, right. but, and excited to do that. Mm -hmm. And um, doing that in December. So I think I'm always going to be a Chicago, L.A., Person, I, 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 you know, kind of like it that way. I do like it that way. Is that what and you I, get to do too? No, I don't get to do Chicago as much as I get to do New York, which I never right. lived in New York. But I do work a lot in New York. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Chicago, I haven't, I have yet to hook into that. Do you want to, or are you a New Yorker? My family's not there. Okay. You know, I'm from Chicago. I'm from Rogers mm -hmm. Park. That's my my whole family. Mm -hmm. My mishpachas out there. And when I go to <laughs> New York, um, I work. Mm -hmm. I'm able to teach and I'm able to perform mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, I'm not doing a Broadway show yet, but it's those yes. things of, right? Do you see what I just did? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was able to perform there. But I, looking at Chicago, uh, uh, having come from the, from the second city, but you you were in DePaul, so you did the DePaul thing, which probably hooked you into that group of, there's a group of people, there's a, mm -hmm. there's kind of like a, there's kind of a, a, a a hallway where you go mm -hmm. walk through the hallway with all these people and they're able to go, come, we're going to go into this room and do this show and you're going to do this show over there. Yes, and there's a great theater company uh, called Timeline out there and they, you know, they get a lot of accolades and Europe comes out and reviews them and those were a bunch of Timeline uh, DePaul kids uh -huh. who started a theater who, company. Who are some of those people? PJ Powers, uh -huh. um, Juliet Hart, all, you know, uh, Are they Laura Chicago Getch. people or they're, they came from somewhere they else? They came from... Um, I think they came from other places, but right. once you went to DePaul, you know, it's hard. Chicago's such a beautiful city that it, it's hard to leave. And they, I mean, they've, they, they've built this company that's become one of the top Did they theaters. build a company from some other company? No. Okay. Just a couple, they really? just were some DePaul students uh -huh. who started it up, and now they're one of the top, I mean, they are rivaling, wow. I'm drunk. What did I say? The only way I can get through this podcast I know, you did, you is intoxicated. That, right, right, I am right, right. 
They, also, rival- a little stone. It's, it's amazing, easy, isn't it? It's not an easy word. <laughs> no, 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 Rivalry. It's sort of like that 30 Rock Thank you. Uh, you, know, you could have stumbled over it. No, no. I didn't. I mean, no, I, you no, didn't you didn't. No, 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 you were talking. No. No, it's on tape. You were talking, but while you're no, going, play it back. Rival- play it back. Rivalry. Uh, it's that 30 Rock uh, show that they were working on called uh, Rural Juror. What is the show? <laughs> rural Juror. What show do you think? Rural Juror. Like, Rural Juror. <laughs> what are they rivalry in? Rival? I was doing a show I did last year. I'm just going to go off on the tangent. Uh-huh. Um, I couldn't. And I knew when they gave me the script that I wasn't going to get my mouth around it. Mm-hmm. I have difficulty anyway. And once you have that thought in your head and the cameras are rolling, right. you know, you can't give it. So, and I ended up saying, I ended up getting through it. But I kept just stumbling. And the whole team of writers, I turned to them at one point, and I was like, I'm so sorry. They're like, no. I go, no, no, no. It's like watching a baseball player that you're paying a million dollars. Just hit the ball. Exactly. Like, your one job is to say the words. That but is your one job. Don't you feel that there are certain lines of dialogue that come easily to you, and there are certain sections, in, uh, lines of dialogue sections, that come easily to you and some that don't. Some that you're able to memorize easily and some that you aren't. Yes. And I always feel like the common denominator between all those that I was able to memorize well were, uh, is that it is written well. It is written. Thank you. Well. I also blame the writers. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> no. I mean, seriously. No, no. But no, well, in that, in that, you're absolutely correct. And in that, for instance, I actually, once I swapped the words around, mm-hmm. I was able to say it. That's because it has nothing to do with your the architecture of your mouth and the unit that is that jaw box. <laughs> it has to do with your brain box isn't able to wrap it around it because it doesn't make sense to you. Correct. And um, and it's the same thing when you're improvising. When you're improvising and. You know, they'll they'll come a point in a scene where you're doing something in the scene, and suddenly a truth comes out, and somebody says something like, "I don't like you." And from that moment forward, whoever was in uh, mm. receiving that line, "I don't like you," mm. um, they are if they're not going to deal with that line in an emotional way, they're going to stumble the next mm-hmm. few lines because their mouth doesn't want to say what their brain is forcing it to say. Do you understand what I mean? Yes, but also it's interesting what you just said was that it was an emotional. Thing as well. So you're saying if, yes. the, if you're not connecting into the emotions, if you're not allowing the emotions to come up, then you're also having trouble articulating. Absolutely. Okay. Because once you connect with the emotions, then your entire system is working uh, is working as one. Mm. Because your your passion is coming out, your words are coming out. I mean, if right now I'm doing, I'm making this gesture with my arm, I'm mm-hmm. reaching out into in front of me, I'm reaching out in front of me, and that is helping me to talk. Mm-hmm. That's helping me to communicate. If you said, hold on to your arm, it's harder for me to communicate. Mm. It's what viewpoints. Have you studied viewpoints? A million years ago, yes. Yeah. So it's the idea of viewpoints. So gesture is mm-hmm. one of the things that we use in viewpoints. Use in viewpoints. Gesture, tempo. Those are two viewpoints. And when you are using those things, those are helping you get it out. So it's a mnemonic to help you memorize. It also is a way for you to forward the action, the character's action, the emotional concept to get you to that next point. Hmm. Because that's what a play is. Right. Going from one thing to another thing to another thing to another thing. So you're saying if you are repeating that gesture, yes. it's going to help you as a blueprint almost to follow, to go into the, to, to lead you into the emotions Clearly. that you, okay. It's a, if you want to say a blueprint or if you want to say it's a, it's a rope that's pulling you in, okay. however, however you want to work it out. But I know that it also makes me present to every single thing that mm-hmm. you are doing right now. I am aware 
of everything that you're doing right now because that's that's all viewpoints. You're in shape, you've got your legs crossed, you've got your hand on your leg, you're sitting in a chair, the chair is facing one way, you're a kind of, uh, you, you're at an angle with that chair, you're nodding at me, you are smiling right now and your gesture has changed. So all that that I'm aware of in that moment, right. all of that is affecting me and it, what it is is it's connecting you and it's connecting you and me, you and I, um, at that moment. Mm -hmm. Because I am very aware of everything that you're doing. I know it's scary. Is that, is that, I'm just gonna that, close my eyes and power down. No, 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 I'm just gonna power down for like, I, I just sharded, I just sharded. You sharded. I sharded. Ooh, yeah. No, I mean, but no, but it's interesting because for me, what's lovely about what you're talking about is that it, you're looking at it as a physicality. Mm -hmm. that, that you're picking up on emotions or just even what's happening in the present moment through right. the physicality of it. Because everything you described was physical in nature, it was a visual. I have found that I pick up on the emotions. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing physically is the second step to what I'm picking up on from people. Like right now there's waves of hatred coming from the couch. Right, Just right, waves right. Those guys, right. from these two guys. Right, right, I mean, are you right, picking right. up on that too? Yeah, yeah I am. Uh, it's, I am. It's, I am. And I didn't even see what they were doing. No, you know what I mean? No, but look and at your I just gesture. knew your gesture anger there. and hatred. <laughs> right, right. right, no, but you know, so I'll pick up on like at a party situation like we were at the other night, mm -hmm. I can know who's feeling um, isolated, intimidated, uh, on top of their game. Right. Say, I pick up on all of that. Okay. But I don't know if it's really that I'm noticing the physicality. It, I, okay. You think that's your theory? I, for me, that is the theory. Like okay. in that moment, you look at somebody and you can't help. You enter a, you enter a scene or you enter a situation mm -hmm. and you look at the physicality. You look at the people, okay, the shape that those mm -hmm. people are in and the duration, another one of the viewpoints, the duration of that shape. Like I'm sitting here like this. Somebody walking in is going to. Right. Like, it's, it's like this puppy. Hi, how are you? Like this uh, puppy. Chips just walking. <laughs> Can so you like, imagine if I didn't even notice this puppy? <laughs> exactly. like if I was just talking. so into. <laughs> right. He said I was in really good shape. Is that what he right. said? Right. Right. So you're in that shape. You walk in and you're in that, you're in that shape. You're at, at that moment, you're in that shape. And I'm going to, because I'm a human being and I've seen people like that before, I'm right. going to immediately know the emotional content that you have okay. at that moment. So I believe that that it's all that. Like right now, they are, those guys on the couch are in duration of looking at you. Right. And they are interested in. They are mm. interested in. Well, you know, right. But they're We're interested, assuming. right? But you are able to make cues out of that. Right. So those things that you say, okay, you intuit it, and that's great. You right. intuit it. But part of the intuit, the intuition of it all, is being aware of what people okay. are saying in that moment of just being. Isn't it amazing too that that is essentially what we're all really getting to and trying to get at? Right. Like at every minute, whether or not we're actors, improvisers, that we really are trying to be as present with another human being as possible. Clearly. And it is, it, and, and when you are in practice of that, and then that is when you are aware that that's what we can do in this mm -hmm. moment, then we get to play with that all the time. Right. Um, and it's a practice. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I'm gonna be in it, and sometimes I'm not gonna be in it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm gonna be present to it, and sometimes I'm not gonna be present to it. Now what do you think are the defining, what, what do you think uh, gets in the way of being in the Ego, mm -hmm. all the time. 
it's all, this is the way I look at it, it's only ego. It's, I should be doing this, I could mm -hmm. be doing this, what is she thinking about me? Why am I not being more interesting? That's a huge thing right there. Right. I need to be I'm, more interesting. I'm wondering that same thing about you. I know. <laughs> I can no, learn, you're I can the most interesting. You're Shut. the most interesting man on the planet. Are you kidding me? That should <laughs> never be your no, question. No, but, but the thing is, like, at that point, you do reach a point where you go, where, where at one point you say, I. I could be more interesting, yes. or I could be funnier, or I could be all yes. that. And one day you realize, oh, no. <laughs> this is, no. I, it's, this is a very interesting turn of, because this is exactly where I'm at. I, in my life now, that Charlie is in college. Your son. My son. Mm -hmm. And for 18 years, I was focused on what people were thinking about me, how, if I'm doing a good job as a mom. You know, I was dealing with moms in Catholic grade school. You know, I had a lot going on. <clears throat> so I learned how to alter who I am in order to make other people happy. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> but it, it was like a daily thing of, am I being interesting? Am I being smart? Am I being a good mom? Am I being funny? And then add in getting a job, getting work. So it wasn't just about getting a job for me because I loved acting. It was also <clears throat> paying the bills at private school, you know, m making the time away from your son. Is it worth it? You know, every job was, well, you know, you said this was your dream. Prove that you can make it happen. So everything. So, right? So you get to this age, and this is how you move through the world. Right. Like, and, and it became se like second nature to me. So I could walk in a room and be like, what do you need from me? So now, Mm -hmm. I'm finally getting to the point where I'm I'm going ah yeah this is this is me now and and I'm boring <laughs> um, and I'm fine with it like he, but, I have nothing keep, interesting to say all those say. things that you're saying all this, as as you're saying that as you as you're as you're 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 ticking those things off yeah. that you're saying I'm hearing you say I. I'm playing that role, I'm playing that mm -hmm. role, I'm playing that role. And I'm playing this role of a person trying to get roles yeah, of no. plays. Yeah. So it's the daughter, it's the, uh, I'm playing the daughter, I'm playing mm -hmm. the, the Catholic, I'm mm -hmm. playing the mother, I'm playing the single mother, mm -hmm. I'm playing the, uh, uh, whatever all those things right, are. Right, right, right. And then what ends up happening is one day you go, I don't, I don't need that anymore. Yes. That's just where I, I'm. I don't need it. Wasn't that, and wasn't that moment a? What did that feel like? Because there was that moment. Wasn't there a moment yes. where you went, "Oh, I could breathe." Yes. It, it was almost terrifying because, for me, it was if I, if I'm none of those things, if I'm all of those things and yet none of those things, mm -hmm. and if I no longer define myself that way, or am not. I'm not interested in defining myself that way. Then what do I do with myself? Right. Who am I? How do I move? And so while it's terrifying, it's also incredibly freeing because I now, I now get to just be. I, uh, or that is the goal. You, you, know? now are, you now realize that you can, you, could, you always realize that you could, how can I say this? Right now you realize that you could just be. Right. You could have realized that earlier. Correct. 
But you get to right. that point when you get to that point. Right. And you can't push that point because you've got to go through all those yes. other, uh, what people would consider obstacles or challenges or struggles yes. in order to get to that other point. And when you get to that point of I get to be right now, yes. there is that. It's not terrifying. Well, for me, it wouldn't be terrifying. For me, it would be exhilarating right. to say, oh, I can do this. The idea of you deciding to come out here to L.A. Right. right now, where you say, I'd really like to go out to L.A. I think I'm going to mm -hmm. go out to L.A. I really want to go out to L.A. And suddenly you go, why not? What would happen if I thought right now that I could? Right. And then you say, okay. Then you open that up to say, let's just walk into this room and mm -hmm. see what it's like to kind of fantasize about going there. What would I need to do? I'll get a ticket. Right. I'm a place to live. I'll have an agent. Mm -hmm. That sort of thing. And then any, at any of those steps, if you said no, you're the only one person stopping you from doing right. that. What's so interesting, too, about what you just said about the normal process of figuring out, like, okay, I'm going to go to L.A., and what do I need to do in order to make that happen? And I get to choose. When I make decisions, I go, I'm going. <laughs> and then I got, and then I, so then all of a sudden I end up places. I'm like, how oh, no, no, I get here? And what do I, right. but I, I do, in my life, you know, I had, I showed up that first day of the acting program after having taken a year off and mm -hmm. showed up and I'm like, here, you know, not, and I actually had a professor say, what are you, how are you going to do this? I'm like, what do you mean? How are you going to do what? Go to DePaul, how, how are you going to do the theater school as a young mom with a one-year-old? Like, it will be impossible. I'm like, what right. do you mean? I'm going to do it. So right. actually not thinking, so that, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about earlier when I was saying, I don't know if. I think youth was the only way I could have been a parent and also mm -hmm. an actor and done all those things. But what's interesting for me now about the just being is the terrifying part for me when I was talking about it being terrifying was now that I'm not, now that I've moved into a place of not really caring, trying to be as authentic as possible as opposed to being really good at what someone else wants me to be. Mm -hmm. Because that worked for me. Right. It was <laughs> work, know, but it worked for you, but it was work. It was terrible work, but it worked for me. So right. now I go, is, is it the authentic me going to be enough? Right. Ooh, okay, right. You, do, you know what I'm saying? Because like, I, I, I have no desire to be anything <clears throat> other than authentic. Right. But does that... Am I going to get work? Am I going to be alone? Is it because is everyone going to kind of look around and be like, "Well, you're not doing that thing for me that you used to do that I liked." <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and you know what right, I mean. So that's right. what I, you know, so that's why I'm a little bit terrified. But at the same time, again, I don't really care. <laughs> because what's ended up happening was all those other your the word like you say I, I'm terrified. It's it's the idea of terrified wouldn't uh, okay. It's the idea where you say terrified. You could say to yourself. This might be an opportunity to be terrified. Let me see how terrified works with what's happening right now. Mm. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So the word terrified doesn't work with that situation. Right. But we still throw that word out to go terrified. And then you go, it wasn't terrified. And what happens as huh. you keep doing that is you're missing out on the moment of joy that it is in that moment, the exhilaration that you have in that moment, as opposed to saying, right now, I could be terrified. It's like, why are you talking about that? Right. Like, right now, I could be sick. Right. But I'm not. Right. Right now, I, right now I could be thinking about something else. And, and sometimes I do. And when I do, it's like, oh, yeah, right. You know what I got to do? You know what I get to do? I get to be here with Beth right now mm -hmm. and, and Gianluca. I get to be here with Ian. I get to be here with my dog mm -hmm. who sharted. You know, this is our third or fourth <laughs> reference of that. But at that I, moment, right. I get to be all those things instead of saying, I really should be terrified right, right now. Right. Um, 
Have you always been? Have you always been that connected to it, to yourself, to being in the moment, to be? Is that no, part of I being improviser? No, I haven't. I haven't always. I haven't always. But the improv and the improv and a little bit of Buddhist study has really right. helped in that. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, and then the practice of it mm -hmm. has really been great, where I become aware of, oh, here's an opportunity for me to, to look at it to say, um, am I being present with this mm -hmm. potentially frightening situation, or am I not? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you do roller coasters. I do. But one of the things about roller coasters is there's an entire experience of going to um, Magic Mountain. Mm -hmm. It's the going to Magic Mountain, the seeing the roller coaster, going, mm -hmm. oh, that's horribly frightening. What the <laughs> hell's going on? And it's feeling that that it's feeling, it's acknowledging the feeling that that's horrifying looking. Mm -hmm. Then you get in line and you're in, you're present to being in line about to do something, but really you're just in line, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Then you get to the front of the line and you are now going to be strapped into this thing that is going to take you from being in a vertical position to being in a horizontal position. And you're going, that's happening right now. And then you hear the chunk of the chains mm -hmm. holding onto that roller coaster and you feel it. And mm -hmm. every moment that I am there, I am present to that moment. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm at this point in the roller coaster. I am at a, a horizontal point in a roller coaster and I look ahead of me, just a second ahead of me, and I see we're about to do a loop-de-loop, -loop, a squingeely through the whole mm -hmm. thing, and I get to be present through all that. And that's what I did this year, was I went to, uh, uh, what, what did I just call it, Magic Mountain, mm -hmm. and I experienced, I let myself be part of the practice of doing that. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing when you audition. Mm -hmm. Where you go, okay, I'm in the parking lot. I'm walking in. I have my script. I'm looking at everybody right now. Mm -hmm. Why does everybody look like me? You know, mm -hmm. except they're prettier, you know, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and then you get to do the show. Mm -hmm. So when you, uh, when you auditioned for, um, uh, what was the show you did with Dave Pasquazi at the Goodman? Oh, God of Carnage. God of Carnage. Mm -hmm. So when you auditioned for God of Carnage, were you present to the experience of the yes. anxiety of all that? Yes. It was funny because that would have been uh, my first audition in, for a play in a, over a year mm -hmm. and absolutely terrified. And you know, I have also done some of the similar work where it is trying to stay present, not talk myself out of any feeling, but there was definitely the anxiety, feeling present, the car ride there. I, I have a best friend from when I was 19. I call her up and I get the full, you know, we have the, <laughs> I have a five minute phone call mm -hmm. going in, how is it going to be? And then, it is. It's funny when you compare it to a roller coaster because it is that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Here we go. Right. And usually, what happens for me in the roller coaster is as I'm going up, you can. If you're sitting next to me, you'll often hear, "Why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why am I here? I don't understand why I'm here. I don't understand right. why we're here. I don't understand. Do I hate myself? Do I hate you? I don't know. Right. Like I don't know why I'm here. Right. I don't know why I'm here. And that's very similar to what I am before an audition. But then I get in the room. Right. And then I'm talking to, and, and in that moment, it was Rick Snyder directing, and uh -huh. he played my father in a show years before. And for me, it's eyeball to eyeball, right. looking at someone I know, doing what I do, mm -hmm. it being the right part. And then all of a sudden, you're, Wee, this right. is now I remember why I'm doing this. The exhilaration, the fun, the, the joy. And, and the why am I here doesn't matter. It never matters. Mm -mm. It doesn't matter at all, because the why is in the past. Mm. The why, why am I here is in the past, or how did right. I get here is in the past. Right. And what it is is it's a, um, it's a distraction that your ego pulls you in to take you away from the moment that you have in that Correct. moment. And the great thing is to go, 
the moment that you say, oh, why am I here, why am I here? The question now has to be, why am I asking why am I here? <laughs> why am I asking why am I here when I just get to be here? So your why am I asking why am I here cancel each other out and then you get to be here. <laughs> I, that sounds so exciting. I would just really like to just be there. Right, you but know, you are all the being time. Being here, right. You are all the time. Right. And at any moment, because for me, uh, these podcasts have been great because I have no idea what, what's going to happen. I mm-hmm. do some research on you and I figure right. out like who you are and I had this mm-hmm. experience with you and it was really great and we chatted and it was lovely and uh, and I thought, oh, I want to have, I want to talk to her more and hear every, and have everybody else listen to what a <laughs> fucking fantastic person you are ah, and, and to be able to, to have you be appreciative of what you've done in your life up to this moment nice. and not asking why and not asking how, but really asking the, but really engaging in the conversation of, wasn't it great? Thanks. I am PMSing, so uh-huh. I might start crying. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, ladies in the audience. Okay. I know it's not, but I've been, I tend to be emotional, but thank you uh-huh. for everything you just said and, and, uh, and for this experience and for everything that you're doing for me mm-hmm. right now. Right. Um, and but I know you're also you're, doing that for me as well. Well, thank you. You're, because it is a symbiotic relationship. Right. I usually and just ha- take. What's that? <laughs> I usually just take. But the thing is <laughs> that, that for me, I take. I do right. take. And I, I don't take in a way where I, I don't, and my taking isn't about, I'm taking, you can't have any. It's, I'm taking what's mine. Right. And you get to take what's yours. And you get to take what's mine. And I get to take what's yours. It's and like John Luca is here and he's sitting cross-armed on the, on the couch. And he's taking whatever it is that he's taking. <laughs> right. And, 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 and so at any moment, I could think, is the dog open? Okay, or right. what am I have for lunch? Or somebody's coming over at one o'clock, and how are they going to get here? And like none but, of that shit matters. Do you really do that anymore? Is what? it is it rare? Is it more of a rare occurrence for you in your life now? To, do to, what? to let a thought like that take you out of the moment? I do. Of right. course I do. Right. Of course I do. And then I get to come back. Mm-hmm. I get to say, oh, okay, that feeling that I'm feeling right now, where I can't breathe anymore, that's not because I'm in a higher altitude. <laughs> You know, it's not because I just closed myself off or put myself on a pillow. Right. It's what I've done is I've brought this thought into my head hmm. that is making me do that. And at any moment, all that I got to do is go, oh, okay, great. Okay, what? What? Oh, there's a dog. <laughs> right. And he's there right now. Right. And I've got some food in the kitchen mm-hmm. and there's coffee on. <laughs> right? Right. All that stuff. So then you do your show. So then you do God of Carnage mm-hmm. and you meet these fucking amazing people. Mm-hmm. Rick Snyder's from where? Is he is he's a he's, he, Yeah, he's a Sepulveda. He's one of the original. I work with, I work with Rick in, uh, uh, I do um, California Summer Arts Festival and I work with all, this, all the Steppenwolf people That's teaching great. improv with those people. Not all of them, but Jeff Perry and uh, Alexandra Billings and Eric Honeycutt, the teachers that they have there. Mm. And Rick and Alan Wilder came one year. Mm. Um, what brilliant. characters, man. I know. Just brilliant. Really brilliant. Mm-hmm. And Chicago theater is by far so superior. So, not superior. No, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The experience is superior. You know, the yes. idea that you get to, in Chicago, you get to fuck up and nobody goes, you're done. Correct. You, you, get to, you fuck up and somebody says, okay, you fucked up. Um, what's your next project? Right. It's, it's, it's uh, the warmest, most forgiving community. And therefore, that's why I think the best theater comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Because it's too terrifying for an actor anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you add in my career, my livelihood is hinged upon this opening night. Mm -hmm. You can't Mm -hmm. possibly get the best performance from an actor. You can't possibly have the best version of the play that's ever been done, unless you have actors who 
hit a certain point in their careers or lives where they don't put that kind of pressure on themselves. Right. But in Chicago, yes, you usually have a whole year booked. Right. <laughs> you know, the ones who are lucky enough to be working are usually working consistently. And, right. and it's just a safer environment. And for me, I have been so terrified. You know, I... When I was young, I keep using the word terrified. I and that's and you're never terrified. No, I, maybe but, once you've been terrified. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to be right. present with that word and to know that every time yeah. you keep bringing it back in, I keep bringing that you, word. When, every time, and, and you're present with it now, and you weren't <laughs> present with it before. Right. And every time you keep bringing that word terrified back in. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I, but I, I kept do it. I need to stop bringing. I mean, I don't well, need. To, I'm not judging myself for using that word. But what I'm saying is, now that I've noticed how often I'm using it. Right. And and how it doesn't and how it doesn't it 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 isn't what's true. No, it's not what's true. So no. when and now you're you're aware of saying that you're terrified. And I I was doing that class the other day, and I said uh, we did an exercise, and I said okay, let's get two more up, and um, I realized at that moment that's the one thing that I say more than I say anything else. Hmm. Let's get two more up. Hmm. You know what I mean when I say that? Like the idea of, okay, like those two, two people, people right. <laughs> two more people up. Right. So I teach so much that mm-hmm. that's the phrase that I say most. Mm-hmm. Let's get two more up. And that, I can look at that and say, you know what? That's really part of my life. The idea that I am helping people mm-hmm. in that way. That's a word that I use most because it signifies where it is that I am mm-hmm. and what it is that I'm doing at this moment. And so for you to say terrified, I know that you're, that you're using it in a, in a jokey way, mm-hmm. if you want, because you're not really. Right. But it also talks about the journey that you're on, the mm-hmm. journey that you're on of saying, it wasn't terrifying. No, and if what's lovely about that, freeing up the past from that mm-hmm. idea of that I really was never terrified. Right. That I'm now getting to free myself of using that word in my daily life now. Clearly. <laughs> right. So it's like, oh, wait. So the fact that you've called my attention to it. Uh-huh. Is now called my attention to it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so right. that now I can go out and, and I can catch myself how often I'm telling myself that you're terrified and in, right and now. And in a non judgmental really, way. No. In a fun way where it's like, I did it again. <laughs> I, did. I, did it I did it again. And how I often I must think that I think I'm terrified. Right. Like, when and I'm nobody going th- through. Here's the thing you're not fooling anybody because <laughs> nobody thinks you're terrified. Right. Nobody. There's nobody. I'm sorry. There's nobody <laughs> that you ever. I don't. I don't know how anybody could say that you're terrified. Because when I think about you, um, even though I don't know you well at all, I think about a smiling, confident, um, bright, buoyant, effervescent person who is ah, just thanks. open and welcome. And <laughs> <laughs> no one you. would ever use any of those words as synonyms for terrified. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but doesn't that make sense? Yes. And so when you... If I believed all of those. No, but yes, thank you. No, no, no. I'm talking yeah, about no, no, the, no. the greater thing. No, absolutely, because, yes, because you're not saying, and you're also talking about what you know of my life and what I've accomplished, and that's right. what you're talking about wanting to, a gift that you're giving me today is to really talk about it and take stock and go ahead and look at it. Right. Talk about it out loud. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then... And that, there's nowhere in my life where the word terrified, if you were, if you were terrified, how did that happen? Right. If you were terrified, how did you end up coming here? If you were terrified, you know, so. It's such a big word. It, well, it's a, it's a word that would make one stop from living life, and I clearly have. 
right. been living a, a pretty great life. You've been living, you've been living <laughs> I've been a living, great life. I've been living a great, a great life. life. Not a pretty great life, a great life. I've been living a really great life. And all those things, and we talked about it the other night, we were talking about you know when you got pregnant and doing that, mm -hmm. uh, when you're pregnant, uh, just as you're hitting the campus in the first time yeah. and, and becoming, and it's like, you, you mentioned, you said that was a horrible part in your life, part of your life. Mm -hmm. But really, it was the beginning of your journey of joy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and to me now, what has happened, where I, there's now, there's not a section of life. Because I, I would have thought that that was my darkest period. Right. And then no good could come out of it. Right. When I clearly can see, retroactively, that everything amazing in my life came out of that dark period. Right. So anytime there's a dark period, I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to see what great thing comes out of this. That's exactly you know, cause, it. Because now I know that you're forged from those times. And that's what we were talking about the other night was that moment where I got to go back with Charlie on the same campus, right. walking the same streets. Right. He, he was going to DePaul. He's now, yes. He's now going he's to now, DePaul. He's going to DePaul. Right. And it was an orientation mm -hmm. where he, he lovingly said, I don't need to walk with you to this place, so we were walking a, a parallel path to the same location. Right. I mean, it could not have been more. If I was watching in a movie, but like that is two on the nose, <laughs> bad director, you know, um, because we were like, you know, we were twenty yards apart, mm -hmm. walking to the same location. Right. And I got to have that moment that was unexpected. Right. I couldn't have planned for that moment. I could right. have gone. I wonder today if when I met DePaul, you know, where I remembered being secretly pregnant, scared mm -hmm. out of my mind, right. having no idea how I was going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I can look 20 yards to my left and I see the most amazing creature that's ever been made, born. And that, and that here he is, smart, funny, going to have, you know, he's going to college. He What's that? And then what did he say to you? I love you. No, that, <laughs> that didn't he say, Mom, I don't... Yeah, that's, yeah, that was before. He just said, Mom, I'm, I'm good. I love you, but I, I'm good. Right, I'm good what? I can't remember. Wasn't it, I'm good, I don't need, I don't need for you to walk with me? Yes, 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 right. that was, yes, I'm that so sorry. It. Yes, I mean. it was at the beginning of the walk. That's when right. he, we separated. He said, I'm good, I love you, I don't need you to walk with me anymore. Right. You're right, so even that was like too, like, right. I'm like, ah, oh, the terrible writing in that movie. <laughs> too on the nose. Right, exactly. You know, I don't, but basically it was like, I'm, I'm good. Right. I'm good, and so I had this, I'm like, he's good. I, 18 years, here he is. And, and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't have planned for that moment. No, you moment. couldn't have. It's interesting because as you're talking about this, what I keep thinking about is um, it was, uh, you shifted time. It was a time shift. Yes. It was, it was like you, you, were, um, uh, you were there with yourself and yet you were there with your son and yet you were there with yourself and you were there with yourself in that moment that you were with yourself in that moment, but you're yes. also in your past yes. bringing in that moment of being and all those things have synthesized yes. uh, in, in a way that is like self-actualization yes. where you've said, I have everything I need. Oh my God, look at what happened. And the moments that you look back and you say, that was a terrifying situation, at that moment, sure, if you want, at that moment, that's okay to right. say in that moment. Because um, it kind of was. Yes, but it? now it was. But now, you, now we get to go with life, you get to go, but look what came out of it. Yeah, so exactly. now right. we can take from that, I can take from that, I don't need to be terrified at all. No. Because we know, I know what I'm capable of doing. Right. I know what I can do. And I know that out of the dark days comes, you know. The greatest things. The greatest things. The greatest things. And it's also 
uh, a really interesting thing also is you, when we look back on, when you look back on that, you can't see anything with regret. No. I, 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 I don't believe in regret. I don't either. I think it's just nonsense. It's a weird <laughs> thing. It is nonsense. Because I look at regret as saying, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. But you know what? You didn't just pop into that moment and do that. Right. Everything led you up to that moment. Right. Right. And for me, because I see how everything is connected, that moment led to this moment, which right. led to that moment, which right. led to this moment. So to me, regret makes no sense because right. it was, and I'm not saying I believe in some kind of destiny that you were on a path that you couldn't forge for yourself, but I definitely see the path. Right. I've seen my path, and right. had I not made that choice, if that had not happened, if, and we're talking small little things, too, not even just had I not given birth, you know, these huge life-changing things, but also if I didn't, you know, just like a tiny little moment, I was walking with my dog, and I thought, I'm going to turn right down that street. Yes. And I just turned right down that street, and I saw a creator from the last show I did. Mm -hmm. We had this lovely conversation with right. both of our dogs were named Ollie, and it was great. Shut up. It was crazy. And then we had a great catch-up, and it was like, I can't believe it's Tom. I, I am. And, right. You know, and I had this moment only because I went, I'm going to turn right. Now, right. is it going to change my life? No. Did it make me incredibly happy that moment and that day? And so that's, so it's also the little things of seeing it. If I hadn't turned right, I wouldn't have run into we, hadn't, we wouldn't be here if we didn't have that conversation at Thanksgiving. Like, Absolutely. All of those little things. So there is no real no, regret. I always There's go, no I, use for I, it. I, uh, somebody was sitting in that chair. I can't remember. Mary Beth Monroe or Susie Nakamura was sitting in that chair oh, just the other day. I love those people. And we were, the, the game that I like to play is how do I know you game? Uh -huh. What had to happen way back when yeah. in order for me to meet you right now? Right. That idea. And it... You know, what was the one thing mm -hmm. that brought you to that chair with me right now? And I'm not asking you to say what that is, but that's always a great game that I like to play. Like, how do I, how come I met him? How come I met Gianluca? Yeah, how, how did, did Gianluca you get how did, to... How did this Italian man who's right. been here in like two seconds right. end up, how did you two meet? Well, through Ian. <laughs> Wow. But how did I meet Ian? Right. I mean, I met Ian because I decided to go to Chicago to teach a class there. Wow. Ian Foley, our producer, to teach a class in Chicago. I just went, I'm going to go to Chicago to teach a class. And Jay Suko, who's going to be sitting in that chair in 45 minutes from now, <laughs> is, going, is the guy that connected Ian to that. Wow. And how do I know Jay? I know Jay because he, I'm a Second City guy. He's a Second City guy. And how did I get to Second City? And all that other stuff that then goes back mm -hmm. to one thing that we did that I I had nothing to do with. Yes. Isn't that what? It's crazy. It's crazy. And when I, and the first thought that popped up for me was Rose Abdu, and I remember the moment, because I, right. I wouldn't have met you if it had not been for Rose Abdu. Right. And the moment was, I still, we both talk, well, Rose and I, because we talk about it a lot, I know the moment where we, there's a certain point in your life where you go, are we going to be friends? Oop. You know? Right, <laughs> you're like, right, you know, right. we're like, ah, I'm kind of full up, but you right. know what? You're oh, pretty awesome. Right, and so right, Rosie right, and I right, had a moment. Right. We did a, um, a pilot together many years ago. We did a table read, which went horribly for me. They didn't fire me, but they, mm -hmm. they sure did want to. Um, NBC, and we walked out in the parking lot. And she was playing my nemesis on the show, and we walked out. And I said to her, I said, oh, that went terribly. She said, no. And I said something where I just said, call me every five minutes or something. And for some reason, this is not, this is not entertaining to three of you in the room, but Rose and I in that moment went, yes. Like, right. call me every five minutes. Like, here we go. Like, for the rest of our lives. 
<laughs> you know, right. and, right. and it was like those little right. moments. And now I see, and it's, and it's like a hundred people, right. you know, a, a thousand moments because and you said you yes. And for you to say, for you to say that that, that moment, for you to say that 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 you didn't get the part, right. Well, I mean, I but did, you weren't yeah. there to get the part. <laughs> right. You were there to get a friend. Correct. And I always look at all of my work. I go, I, almost every job, it's actually how I used to even make peace with not getting work. Right. As I would say, oh, that actress is going to meet her husband on that set. Right. Or meet her best friend who's going to help get her through her divorce. You right. know, like I, oh, I, no, no, I that's agree. the only way. And I, right. But when we go to auditions, one of the things we go to auditions, you don't have that. You don't have Do that. I have to acknowledge no, this new person? No, you can acknowledge Jay. No, I, I feel like not acknowledging. Hello, Jay. <laughs> um, I was gonna, I've opened up. I'm from the theater. Yes, you and you can tell I'm from the theater. Right, I've you, opened up. Well, what uh, the result of that is you closed It's just closed a natural thing. Too. I don't know. You closed off. I did. I did. Your shape changed. And in that moment, it's like, wait a minute. Now I have a different emotional content based upon what you just <laughs> um, um, we're, we're talking about our body. <laughs> yeah, viewpoints. So, viewpoints, viewpoints. Because uh, what I look at is every audition that I go to, you can either look at it and go, where is this going to turn, what is this going to turn out to be, or when am I going to get this job, or what it's going to be, and, it, and really, it doesn't matter. What matters is, I am there right now with my material, with my friends. I will bump into somebody yes. who I don't know that I'm going to see, and I will drive to the valley, and I'll mm -hmm. be able to go to that, that hot dog joint that I never get to go right. to, and be present to, I'm passing this place by, and I'm going to stop there. Right. And Well, the great thing is about any given day, when you're talking about an audition, you could go and you could potentially meet your best friend, right. or it could have just been a reason to get out of bed that day. Right. <laughs> you never know in the day. You can go, well, it's either... Uh, you know, gave me an opportunity to do what I do and I love, or my husband's in that room. <laughs> and I, I like to go into every room going, my husband is in this room, Boyd. Charter. Boyd, Charter. Charter. Listen, I'm into interspecies marriage. <laughs> uh, okay, let's, let's, let's wrap it up at that. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, if there's any dogs out in the listening audience that uh, is looking, looking for, yeah, let's end on that, no, please. And I'm that. desperate enough to meet with an animal. But here's the thing: we could wrap it up. Yeah, no, 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 that's good. And we're out. We could wrap it up with a nice bow, or we can go. That's the kind of woman I'm interested in. If there's a woman out there that's interested in oh, interspecies, Lord. if we could change my last name on the. Don't let them know how to we find me. Want. I'm going to be getting a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of oh uh, look pictures. at look at him, look at him, and oh, to think that whatever it was an hour ago he was about to unload. You missed it. You missed it. Did you hear? Oh, I heard. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, let's be done with it. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you so much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast for Dave Rosowski. I'm Ian Foley. For more information on ADD Comedy, you can visit our website at www.theaddcomedytour.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at ADD Comedy Pod. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in taking a class with Dave, you can find that information at his website at www.davidrozowski.com. Sound services for the ADD Comedy Podcast was brought to you by Post Apocalyptic.